Hi, welcome to today's long-awaited, much-anticipated episode of the I Just Want Chat podcast. I'm Mary, and guys, we have such a great show for you today. I'm so excited about it. I was able to get my friend Julie Taylor to talk about some of the struggles that come from comparing yourself to others on social media. And Julie helps me walk through some ways to kind of overcome all those problems. And we also talk about the importance of making social media a healthy place for us to hang out and spend our time on. It's a really good episode. It has a lot of good information. Julie is amazing. So stay tuned. I hope you enjoy it. All right, so just a couple little housekeeping things before we get started today. I first want to apologize. I am so sorry that this episode took so long to release and get out to you. I have been teasing it on Instagram like every couple days saying, oh, it's going to come out tonight. Tonight's tonight. This episode's going to come out. And there were just so many editing problems with this podcast. Like it took me literally two weeks and so many hours of work. But you know what? This episode was so good where it was more than worth it. I would do it all over again. Um, but yeah, so there were a lot of audio problems. Hopefully you won't hear that too much in the podcast. I think I masked most of them pretty well, but we'll see. Let me know if you like hear anything out of whack and you have like some advice on how I can improve it. Um, the second thing I want to say is that I Just Want to Chat podcast now has an Instagram page. I know that I announced this last week in the episode, but I, or two weeks ago, it's been two weeks. It's been a long time. Two weeks ago, last episode. Um, but the I Just Want to Chat podcast now has an Instagram page. You can follow us at, at I Just Want to Chat podcast. And I'm on there sharing funny memes, funny things I find on Twitter, and really just things that like crack me up. And I hope that they'll make you laugh too. Um, that's just kind of like the point of the page. And then I'll also, of course, be posting updates about the podcast and like Instagram stories and stuff on there. I don't know. Just give it a follow. It's really good. Um, and then the last thing is kind of like on a more serious note. If you're like me, you're probably heartbroken and devastated about what's been happening in Puerto Rico. I have been seeing the pictures. I've been reading all the articles about all the people that can't find water, all the people that don't have power and it's it's literally it's breaking my heart I am so sad about it and I've been trying to think of a way that I can help um apart from like me just like personally donating money which I've done I had this idea or I didn't have it my friend Maddie had it and I viciously stole it from her and what I want to do is I have a social media consulting business I just kind of do it on the side I help people with MLMs, small businesses, Etsy pages, or just people that want to learn more about what their engagement rates are online, um, how many people they're reaching, and how to kind of increase those engagement rates online, whether you want to be like an influencer or you have a blog that you want to promote, whatever. If it's online, I can help you run the numbers and I can help you come up with a plan to increase your engagement, how to kind of hack the Instagram algorithm a little bit, and I normally charge $40 for the service. I take all your numbers, I run them, whatever. It's normally $40, but for this week, what's today's date? Today is the 29th of, of September. So from September 29th until a week from today, so next Friday, I will be offering my social media consulting services for whatever price you want to pay for them. And we will send all that money to Puerto Rico. So if you are curious about what your engagement rate is online, or if you have some questions about how to increase engagement and kind of hack the algorithm, and you don't have a lot of money to do it, this is your chance. Like, even if you just donate $1, I would love to help you out. 
So send me an email at I just want to chat podcast at gmail.com and make sure to include your Instagram and your like Facebook group, whatever you want me to analyze and whatever you want me to like run the numbers on. Send that over to me. We'll come up with a time to either meet over Skype or on the phone or if you're local to Las Vegas, I could definitely meet with you um, here in person. But yeah, so we will come up with a social media plan for you and then in turn, you will donate whatever amount of money you want to donate to Hurricane Relief for the people that are affected by Hurricane Maria in Puerto Rico. So yeah, send me an email and yeah, it could be any amount that you feel like paying and I would love to help you out. So that is the end of all of the announcements that I have. I am so sorry that this took so long. We are going to start with the podcast right now. It's such a good episode. Julie has so much information. She's one of those people that you can tell has put so much personal work into herself and making herself the best person she could be. And we are all so lucky that we get to kind of like reap the benefits of her hard work. Not only did she say so many good things on this podcast, but really... I encourage you all to go follow her on Instagram if you're not doing it already. Her Instagram handle is the Julie, at the Julie Taylor, and she's on there all day just posting like the most thought-provoking stuff, and I truly mean it. I think I am a better person for following her and for being her friend online. Um, yeah, so I hope that you enjoyed the, enjoy the interview, and here it is. Thank you so much. All right, so I am so excited for today's episode. I am here with my friend Julie Taylor. You can find her on Instagram at Julie Taylor, or it's at the Julie Taylor, right? Yes, at the Julie Taylor. Gotta get that handle right. At the mm-hmm. Julie Taylor. Her feed is such a breath of fresh air online, and I appreciate it so much. And I appreciate her so much for coming on today. So, Julie, hi. Hey, I'm happy to be here. I am so excited. I love your feed, and I also love you as a person. Oh, thank you. I, Likewise. I've known you online. I say this on every um, every podcast I do with a guest, pretty much. I know you through Meredith Tuttle. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I feel like all of my quality online friendships have branched through her, so okay. I'm appreciative of that. 100%. So I, know, I have known you for about like a year online, and you are just so fun and so funny, and again, I appreciate your feed so much. And thank you. I'm so excited to talk to you today because I feel like you have a lot of insight about the topic that we decided to chat about. Yes, I'm excited to talk about it too. I have a lot of feelings on it, so. Perfect. And so today we are going to be talking about comparison on social media, comparing ourselves to others, comparing ourselves to other businesses or influencers or just people, our friends online, anyone, basically comparing ourselves to anybody else's like highlight reel. And we're also going to be talking about um, how that could affect our patients while trying to reach certain goals that we have for ourselves. So I just wanted to kind of start off um, the topic by talking about why I wanted to chat about this. Um, Mm -hmm. Me, personally, I compare myself to others all the time. And, like, I will tell you, my husband will tell you, my best friend will tell you, anybody that, like, knows me really well will tell you that that is, like, my fatal flaw. I work really hard on it, and I can, like, definitely tell you that I am, like, 100% better than I was, like, a year ago or maybe even, like, two years ago Mm -hmm. um, at this. But, of course, my, like, issues with comparing myself to others is only heightened by social media. And if I was responsible, I would just log off. But I'm not. (laughs) Um, Right. I don't know. It's just, it's something that, like, I have to personally work on all the time. 
And I just want to get your insight on this. Um, Do you feel like you have ever struggled with this? Oh, like in the last 10 minutes or Uh (laughs) I guess all the time. And I think it's a unique, I remember I was in a women's issues class in college and it was about, I mean, five years ago. So things were different five years ago. I feel like it was kind of the rise of the fashion blogger and Instagram was just really starting to get super popular. And I was sitting in this women's issues class and they were talking about how the media is so such a negative influence on women. And they were talking about like big media magazines, movie stars, and how they were all setting these unrealistic expectations. And I was sitting there and I was thinking, I don't have a problem with that. Like I'm cool that Beyonce looks awesome after giving birth because I know that Beyonce has all the money and all the help and all the people and all the procedures. Like I don't compare myself to Beyonce. What's hard is logging on and seeing all of these people who are just like me living life better than me. Like that's Mm -hmm. what I struggle with. And so it's a lot easier for me to just tune out movie stars and and like, you know, the big media is totally different than social media. And I, I feel like the struggle with social media is that it's brought it to my level. It's made it personal. Suddenly it's the girl next door that I'm comparing myself to, not the movie star. And so all of the excuses of when I'd say, oh, I don't look like a Kardashian. Oh, but you know, I don't have all of their resources. It's like, oh, I don't look like so-and-so and she's just, you know, she has my same life. So why, you know, why am I not as good as her? And I don't just mean an appearance, but that one was, you know, it's kind of an easy one to use as an example, mm-hmm. but it's, it's that, that weird situation that we have now of we have so much information and visual visual content of other people's lives and it makes it almost impossible to not compare yourself and that comparison can be completely crippling to you in every way it can it can halt your progression as a person and in any goal that you have that that comparison can kill you so fast and i think that's why I would agree that that's one of my fatal flaws as well. That's one thing that I just let get to me. And so I've had to work very hard to keep it in check and keep it in its place so that I don't let it rule my life. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's such like a weird thing when I like, when I get in this trap of comparison, of comparison and looking at people's feeds and everything, I, in the back of my mind, I do know like I am happy. I have a happy life. Like things are good. I, mm-hmm. I have like enough for my needs. Everything is good. I have like a happy family and whatnot, but I don't know. Sometimes like just scrolling through Instagram, it can become like a really dangerous place for me. And mm-hmm. some people might say that these are like first world problems and maybe they are, but like they're very real sometimes, like, <laughs> but they're real. <laughs> like They are real problems though. But like sometimes scrolling through my Instagram, I'm like, this girl also has a eight month old and they're in, they're in Prague right now or like they're in New Zealand mm-hmm. like she or even she, right. she has an eight-month-old and look like her body is like looks like this and her like they're already going on trips or their house looks like this and stuff and and of course in the well back and it of my starts mind, oh go ahead in the back of my mind I'm like okay this is everyone's highlight reel if I I only post my happy moments so of course they're going to do that too but it just starts this very negative cycle of just comparison mm-hmm. and, and it starts to like make me like have goals that I don't really have. Like I don't actually want what I do. You know what I'm saying? Like I start looking through and there was one point when I started following like um, a lot of like Chip and Joanna Gaines even, which they are celebrities. But when I get in that mode, I started being like dissatisfied with, or a lot of the, the bloggers that work together so that like them and their husband are 
you know, it's like a joint business. And so they just travel together and they live this life. And I don't really like, I know that's not our situation and I'm totally happy with it. Like my husband loves his career and we are good. But when I start buying into that a lot, I all of a sudden start being like discontent with my marriage. Cause I'm like, well, why aren't we like business owners together? Like, why don't we have some common goal? And just all, it starts to fill my head with goals that I don't actually want and ideas that I wouldn't have known to be discontent about until I started scrolling and thought, oh, well, I didn't even know that was an option that I, I could have that. So, you know, now I want that too. And it, it's just crazy how it can make me want things that I don't even want. But in the moment when I'm scrolling and I'm seeing it so much, I suddenly think that that's what I want and I feel less than for not having it. And it's nuts. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I I feel like that's a big part of the struggle too because I'll I'll see people and – Again, like I'll see them traveling or I'll see people doing like these cool things or looking like a certain kind of way or something. And I'll tell my husband, I'm like, oh, like they're doing this or their house looks like this. And like my husband will have to remind me all the time, like, um, like you're the one. And also he wanted the baby. But like you remember, like you really, really wanted this baby. And remember you like this was your kind of like life plan. And I'm like, right. OK, yes. And he's like, and aren't you happy? Like, don't you have like, right. the, the kind of stuff that you want? And I'm like, yeah. And of course it's one thing to like have goals, but also it's an, it, it kind of like skews my goals personally when I, let me think of how to phrase this. So like there are like, it's good to have goals and I have rational, attainable, healthy goals. Like, Oh, like I want to get in shape or I want to do this. But then sometimes I'll get in this comparison trap making these new goals for myself and then I'll let myself deviate away from my other goals because I'll just mm-hmm. feel like everything is unattainable. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, why even diet? Because I know I'm not going to Spain this summer. And I'm <laughs> <laughs> and, Right, yeah. right. Well, and I think it also, it just it's just so much more access. Like you would have never known that so-and-so that you knew 15 years ago was now on an amazing trip in Prague if you didn't. But now we do get to know that. We get to know every detail from everyone we've ever met if we choose to. And it's just, it's a lot of information and it's like the options of comparison. I was thinking about this this summer when I was feeling particularly lame in my swimsuit. We went to the beach and the whole drive to the beach, I'm thinking like, I just look so bad in the swimsuit because I had been scrolling through all of my health and fitness accounts on Instagram and Then I get to the real beach and I'm sitting there and I look like everyone else on the beach. Like we're all this very average looking people. There's a few people that are totally ripped, but like in general, I fit in completely at this beach. And I thought, you know, if I just was in real life and I just came to this beach, I don't think that I'd have any insecurity. I I look like everyone else here, but my reality is so skewed because I spent the morning scrolling through people whose main goal and profession even is to look really good in swimsuits. Like that's what they do. And so I'm sitting here, like that's not my goal. That's not what I spend my time working on and that's fine. But you can't compare yourself to people who have completely different goals. And you know, like if your goals don't line up, your efforts aren't gonna line up. And if that really is what you want, then align your efforts and, and get there. But if it's not, accept that different people can have different goals and the results of those are going to look different. But it was just really like a good wake up call to me of like the social media thing is so real because in real life, I don't know that many people. I don't see that many people in a day to compare myself to. And so I really wouldn't, I wouldn't go there the way social media makes me go there constantly. Mm -hmm. And it's, there's also like one 
last like problem that I guess we kind of have already addressed, but that I want to address before we merge into kind of how to solve this problem. But I have a problem too, where the comparison, like not only makes me like feel bad in the moment, um, like when I'm like scrolling through people's Instagrams or like their Twitter and I'm like, Oh, their house is so perfect or whatever. But when I'm, it, like, it even goes so far where when I'm, like, with my family or when I'm with my friends, I'm obsessed in my mind with, like, I need to make these pictures look good. Mm-hmm. I need to make sure that, like, I pick out, like, a very flattering bathing suit. Not so the people on the beach see me in, like, a good <laughs> But so when I post this on Instagram, I'll look like the other girl that went to the same beach and kind of, like, right. the same pose and all that stuff. So, right. So it does, like, the comparison, this, if when uh i have it more in check now i definitely have it more in check because i've worked really hard at it and we'll talk about that in a second but i've worked really hard at it and it it got so bad where i wouldn't even want to do happy fun things because i'd be i'd be miserable with like the pictures or miserable if right if the the highlight of the trip or the activity or whatever I was going to post about it wasn't going to compare with the other people's. Oh, right. Well, and it would get to the point where if I would, I, I would go do the happy fun thing, but if I didn't have the perfect picture from the event, I would come home in a terrible mood. Yeah, I would hate it. I would failure. The whole mm-hmm. event was a failure. The family thing that I did with my family was a failure. Right. Like, why'd we even do that? And, and it would, it would affect like all of my decisions. Like I would buy clothes that I didn't really like, but they'd look good in an Instagram photo. And I'm not a fashion Instagrammer. Like I have no need for this kind of content, but I, I would, you know, well, I'll buy that shirt just for an Instagram picture. I was like, even when we were house hunting, I had to stop myself from being like, well, what house do I want versus what house would look the best on my Instagram feed? Like it's nuts how it influences your decisions and it can make or break the, the outing. And I, I really, that is something that a few years ago, I have gotten so much better because it got to the point where it was like, I wasn't doing things to live the reality. I was doing things to hopefully get a picture to create good content, you know, for my feed. And if I didn't get that, I was an awful person to be around. No one even wanted me around because I just was so grumpy and everything was so terrible and everything was a failure and that it's just nuts, (laughs) but that's how it is. I, I definitely like, I, agree and I sympathize with that so much because that's exactly like what my line of thinking was like I remember this is gonna sound like such an extreme example but this was really like the turning point for me where I was like I need to figure out how to stop comparing myself so much to others on social media I remember with my wedding so I got married like two years ago and like we dated very quickly we were engaged (laughs) very like for a very short amount of time um in like kind of like the Mormon culture mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, I too, I was, I was a child bride. Yeah. So I was a child Mormon. bride married quick. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I was 20. I got like married really quick, but like my family's not Mormon. And so in their, like their perception, they loved Alex. Like they loved my husband, but they're like, uh, you're marrying someone that you like dated for two months. We're, right. Like, not really going to like spend any money on this wedding. They spent like some, and I'm so grateful for it. But it just was, my wedding ended up being so different than all my friends that were getting married and Mm -hmm. and all that. And again, I'm so grateful. So I'm not complaining about that part. But my wedding was very different. And then I remember getting the pictures back from my wedding. 
And, like, me and Alex were basically, like, paying for our wedding, like, ourselves. So we got, like, the cheapest photographer that we could find and all the stuff. And I remember, like, feeling horrible about my wedding because, like, the pictures that I was posting weren't going to look like other people's. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, like, the style of photography is just not what, not what I wanted to post. Like, and I started to feel, like, junk about my wedding. Mm-hmm. And then, like, slowly, and it sounds, like, so pathetic now that I mention it, like, and say it out loud with this perspective that I have now. But, like, I was even getting frustrated about my marriage. I was thinking I, um... Like, I, why isn't it, like, everybody else's? Everyone looks so happy on their wedding day. Everybody, like, has, like, all these pictures. And I was thinking about, like, the wedding was, the wedding was drunk. Is my marriage drunk? Should I have even gotten married? Like, it was so bad. It was. It goes so, so deep. Bad. Yeah. And then finally that was, like, okay, what am I thinking? Like, I have everything I've ever wanted. I am so happy in my marriage. I'm so right. glad that I got married. I wouldn't change a thing. And then I had to, like, really dig and figure out why I was feeling these horrible feelings about my wedding and on like a deeper level, like my marriage, it was because I was comparing my wedding and my marriage and everything else in my life, like to other people. Mm-hmm. And Yeah. It's crazy. It has such a strong grip on your mind and it causes, I feel like just a spiral of negative thoughts. Like it just, you start in one place and you end up, like you said, thinking your marriage is awful when it started because you didn't like a picture, right? Yeah. In comparison to other people's. And that's the thing. It's not even you don't like the picture. It's just in comparison to what other people are doing. And it's it's just so powerful. And I, I feel like that's why I've had to put so much energy to getting it in check. Because when I said it was crippling, I, it is. It's paralyzing. It's more than crippling. Like, it will halt your progress personally, professionally, in every aspect. It, it can destroy you. Like, this simple little concept of comparison it, it can it can change your life for the worse definitely so now that we kind of gotten like our experiences with social media comparison I wanted to kind of talk about some ways that we could combat that and the number one way that I have been able to work through this and I know that you've talked about this as well on your Instagram stories mm-hmm. I have had to like curate my feed to where it's a healthy place for me to hang out on. Mm-hmm. And you have to be really intentional about it. I, I think that there are people that I have unfollowed that I think are wonderful people and they're even doing amazing things online. And I, it's, it's that it's not you, it's me thing. I, and it really is like, it really is like, I can't handle it. And, and I think part of just emotional maturity is sometimes just knowing your limits and knowing your shortcomings and, as much as it makes me feel silly to say I can't handle following that feed, I can't. There are some, and I have come so far, and one thing I'm sure you've heard me say a million times is to choose to be inspired by people instead of threatened by them. When people have what you want Mm -hmm. or something you desire, let that inspire you and motivate you rather than turn to a threat, you know? But that's so much easier said than done, and there are certain things that I'm just not there yet with that mentality. And so there's plenty that I have been able to, you know, refollow or keep in my feed, but there's a lot that I'm just not there yet. And so I have to, I have to just take it, take it out because I can't mentally handle it. And then with that goes with searching out people who 
when you log in and you scroll are taking you to a good place and making it a really positive experience for you. And that takes so much intention and, you know, an action on your part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. That's exactly what I've had to do as well. I've had to make it like a healthy place for me to be. I've had to fill it. And again, like, I can't emphasize this enough. The people that like make me feel bad on social media, it is not their fault. No, is, no, not at all. It is not their fault. They are doing their thing, whether they're an influencer or whether they're someone that I went to high school with. They're living their life. They have every single right to post whatever they want on social media. Mm-hmm. Like, this And that's why I think fault. I feel like I feel guilty for unfollowing sometimes because a mm-hmm. follow in our culture is support. You know, yeah. it is it is love and support in a way. And I, it makes me sad sometimes. Because I, I just feel bad because I know how I feel when I lose a bunch of followers and it doesn't make me feel great. <laughs> it makes me, that's, you know, we can talk about that in a minute. But, and so I hate contributing to like, oh, maybe that person, you know, but it's so not personal and it's so, they, it, the responsibility is not on them. It's, it's on me. Yes. So what's like been important for me is to like curate my feed. And honestly, every month I have to, go through and I know that every month might seem excessive but I just seem to like accumulate these accounts that mm-hmm. like, make me feel bad mm-hmm. but every single month I have to go through and I have to unfollow every account that makes me feel bad about my own life every account that makes me feel bad about my own body everything that makes me feel bad about like my own like financial situation mm-hmm. or my relationship but just like moral of the story if anything online like makes you sad or makes you feel anything but like happy or educated like get rid of it right and I I do like to say like I feel like I enjoy following people who think differently than me because I I like to feel sort of challenged like oh I've never thought of it that way but if it's taking you to a negative place and and you can't deal yeah just just eliminate it and I like what you said about doing it monthly because also we do accumulate random accounts, but also our insecurities and how we're feeling kind of come and go and they change. And so what made us feel okay yesterday might make us feel not okay today. And so I think it's good to constantly be reevaluate what you need and, and kind of where you're at and what, what's beneficial for you at the time. Mm -hmm. And I go like in waves, like my comparison, like, and it, it does again, has to do with like me personally, not these accounts, but like, if I'm feeling good about my body, if I'm, like, hitting my, like, exercise and, like, diet goals, or if I'm feeling good, like, spiritually, if I'm, like, hitting my spiritual goals or parenting goals or whatever, I feel good and I feel comfortable, um, I feel comfortable following certain accounts, but then once I know that I'm slipping, I get those insecurities because I'm, like, ashamed that I'm not, like, hitting my goals. Mm-hmm. I get those insecurities and then those accounts are there. And then, right. like, that's why I just have to do a cleanse. I just have to get them out, have to cast them out of my midst. Like, right. I do out. also, when I know that it's, when when certain people that I know and love and have loved following for a long time start to make me feel that way, that's more of a check of, like, I need to log out. Like, mm-hmm. it's not, I need to be off of here. Because, you know, there's certain people, when you're in a certain place, there, everything feels threatening. Everything yeah. feels negative. Everything. And when I get in that place, that's when I know I just have to log completely out and enjoy a few days without the noise and, and get myself in check. And so there's kind of like degrees, I feel like. Like sometimes it's like, okay, I, I need to unfollow. I need to, you know, bring my feedback down. And other times it's like, 
okay, every, you know, every post is attacking me in some way in my head. Like and maybe so this runs a little deeper. Than- <laughs> right, right. Like this is a bigger issue and this is like, you know, more on me. And so that's when I just take a break, you know, and, and step back. And, and that helps me a lot kind of get things in perspective. Yeah, it's, it's good to, like, take those breaks and stuff. And then, then also being in check, which I guess is a different topic, but being in check with yourself. And, good. Um, if you're getting to a point where everything is just seeming like an attack on you personally, there is something, like, deeper going on. you got to... Right. You're in a bad place. Yeah. <laughs> you need so to work it out. It's time to log off. And right. As hard as that is to do. And also, like, I suffer from, like, bad FOMO. Which again, mm-hmm. another huge first world problem. But, <laughs> right. Um, I don't know. When I like take like little Twitter vacations or Instagram vacations, all I can think of is like, what's happening? What's happening? Well, and I always feel bad. Like, and I, I just kind of like am a person who's. I just like to. This sounds so cheesy, but I like to support people. Like, I'm on there to be social, and so when I take a break, I almost want to like do a PSA alert of like, I'm not, not liking your stuff because I don't like it. I'm just not here. I need to take a mental break. I need to take a mental break, but I still love you and support you. But it really is, especially when you spend a lot of time on there and a lot of your friendships are there. I mean, when I log out, that's one of the biggest things is I have friends who I consider extremely good friends and I literally don't have their phone number. We only converse on social media, mm-hmm. but they're good friends. And so it, you know, I, it's like an interesting thing of when I log out, I do feel like oh, I'm letting everyone down and everyone probably thinks I hate them because that's probably how I think, right? Yeah. So I think every everyone panics the way that I panic, but this but is, it's it's hard. This is kind of like a different, like, side note tangent and we don't have to go on it that long, but I just, like, I mean, I think about this often, but it just struck me again. I am so glad that I am, like, not in high school or middle school at this point. Oh, man. For so many reasons, but I couldn't even imagine, like... I was in middle school when MySpace was super huge, mm-hmm. and I would, and I would see, I would see like people, um, like hanging out and stuff on MySpace, and that would kill me. Or later on, like when I would see people like do Instagrams, but like Instagram wasn't that big in high school. Like it was just kind of starting to get big. So like the constant posting was starting to get big in high school, where I was able to kind of handle it, and I had a good social life in high school, so I wasn't mad or like comparing myself to right. other people's events. I couldn't even imagine how I would feel if I was, like, 15 and I go on to Snapchat or whatever and I see all my friends hanging out without me. Oh, I know. See, I didn't have anything. I'm older than you. And so, like, Facebook came out my freshman year of college. And back when you had to have a, like, a .edu address to get Facebook, like, it was only for college people. That's when I first got it. And I... I can't even imagine. First, I'm so grateful that I didn't have the ability to post things in high school because I do not want those memories coming up on my phone at this point. it is the worst. Every single morning, I go on my Facebook memories and I have to just delete everything from literally like 2011 and before. Like, See, I like I was annoying enough, and I was like a married person posting annoying stuff. So I can't imagine if I had had access in high school. So I'm grateful for that, but also, yeah, the the constant comparison and fear, and also, and this is also a different tangent, but you know, posting a selfie and not getting enough likes, and therefore not having enough validation and thinking you suck. I think as a teenage girl, that would be just terrifying to navigate. Mm-hmm. Terrifying, because you already have so many insecurities going on to have that shouting at you all the time too it just 
oh, it it terrifies me. <laughs> the I, thought. For like giggles, I just looked up my Facebook memories from today. Today from two thousand nine, going on a walk. Eight <laughs> Ks, and then Del Taco sounds yummy right now. Who's down? Like, and I'm writing this as like a thirteen or fourteen year old. Like literally. See, it's just so many reasons to be happy that we're not on there. But... <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. All right. So, kind of shifting gears a little bit. Um, sorry for that tangent, but it just kind of struck me where I'm like, we, no, if we yeah. have it bad. Where like, yes, like things are tough. It would be if it's not like crippling now. It would be crippling if I was like in high school and right. my friends hanging out without me. Right. Um, all right. So, what I wanted to talk about, kind of like as like a side topic, was. Um, having patience while reaching your goals. And this might seem like kind of like a random topic to throw in with social media, but for me, social media has so much to do with why I feel impatient with my own goals. Mm -hmm. Um, When you have a business or a side hustle or a, a, something that you're passionate about doing and you're doing it online, the numbers are in your face all the time. Whereas mm-hmm. it wouldn't be with, like, another business. Like, of course, you could check, like, how people are doing, like, locally around you. But having the numbers in your face is, like, that's, like, a, another deep layer of social media, like, comparison problems. Right. And I feel like this is the one that I, I feel like I've really come so far in the other, what we've been talking about. About comparing my appearance and my lifestyle and my financial situation, like, I've really come really far. Like I almost feel not to, not to sound overconfident, but I kind of feel like that's in check for me. I do not struggle with that anymore. I don't scroll through and feel insecure about myself and my, my life that way. But the professional goals, that's, that's where I still am sort of in the thick of it of learning to, to handle that because that is a huge, a huge struggle for me because it's, First of all, there's just so much out there. Any passion or goal you have, if you search far enough, you can find someone doing the same thing as you. Mm-hmm. I, I I believe that. <laughs> and so it's really hard once you find that person to feel like, and especially if that person is further in their journey than you and more successful currently at it than you, it is so easy to be like, throw in the towel, I quit, so-and-so is already doing it and they're doing it a lot better than me, so why am I here? And it's it's almost impossible to see past that at first. Like you, you get so excited and you feel so passionate and you're ready to work hard, but so-and-so is already killing it. So why, why am I here? You know, like, what am I doing? And, um, so that, that's a huge struggle for me is feeling like, well, what am I even doing? There's already 50 other people doing it. And then also I think that it's really hard because part of me says like, um, with a lot of goals, you have to understand a lot of people only start sharing on social media when they're sort of at an after stage, they're not in the thick of whatever they're doing. They're not in the struggle. They've started the account or started their project as sort of the after. So if you're comparing your current and your before to their after, it's not really a fair, you know, what were they doing a year ago? You don't know. They're just, this is them now, but you're comparing you now to them then, if that makes sense. Oh yeah. So it's, it's important to, to keep in check that, so-and-so is thriving because 
they've, you don't know how long they've been struggling. And so they're just at a different point in the process as you, but like you said, um, I think you mentioned before we, another time we were talking, but people who start, say, say they started the podcast the same day as you, and now they're doing way better than you. That's what's really hard is because you can't use the like, oh, they haven't been doing it as long or like sometimes it just feels like they're doing better than you. People like them more than they like you. People like their project more than they like yours. And it can be really, really, really hard to not just let that make you so discouraged that you don't even keep trying. Yeah. And it's, and it's such a, a hard thing. And it's, it's such a different level of comparison to me than comparing my personal life to others. Because this is going to sound so cheesy, but when you're, this part won't sound cheesy, but what I'm going to say next will. <laughs> when you're passionate about something and you really, really care about something and you're putting your time into something online and you're so passionate about it, and it's not getting the love or attention that, not that you think it deserves, it's not so much like your, what you think it's worth, but what you think it's worth compared to others, mm-hmm. to, compared to other podcasts, compared to other Instagram accounts, compared to other feeds. Comparing it to that, like, warps, like your, or at least for me, it warps like my whole view of what I do. I'm Mm -hmm. like, and this is a cheesy part. I really am like passionate about the podcast. I know that like, it sounds like so dorky. And I know that started off as like a bachelor podcast. And it's like, are you really (laughs) like passionate about the bachelor? Mary, please sit down. No, but like, (laughs) it's been like such like a fun thing for me to do. I was looking for something to do that had nothing to do with my baby. Like that's when I had my baby, I was feeling suffocated and I said, okay, I need something that has nothing to do with her, has nothing to Mm -hmm. do with my husband. Like, I need to do something for me. I like talking about The Bachelor. I just want to chat with people online. I'm going to do this. But, and then it's involved, like, evolved into, like, something more. But it's something that I feel passionate about and something that I care about so deeply. And if it was slow growing, that would be one thing. But when it's slow growing, and again, I'm so appreciative to everyone that listens to the podcast. But when it's slow growing in comparison to other people that have been doing things for the same length of time as me or something, it, it's that's paralyzing. That's mm-hmm. like, why am I even doing this? Right. That's like, right. Well, and I, I and I, I agree. Like, it's not. So what I share online, I, yeah, I'm I'm pretty passionate about it to the level which I would even say I feel inspired to share it. And I know that sounds probably really no, self obsessed or whatever, but. I feel like I feel so passionate about it and I feel like it's so important. And so then, but then I see other people getting all the shout outs and all the speaking gigs and all the, all the everything. And I'm like, but wait, I'm saying stuff too. I'm mm-hmm. talking like, why? Like what I'm saying I, has worth also. Why yeah. Like why, you, you know, why me? can't I catch a break? Why can't? And, and so part of it gets very, I, I compare a lot and then it quickly spirals into self-pity. Mm-hmm. And kind of like a worthlessness of like, okay, well, you know, I can't seem to catch a break. And clearly if, you know, I'm not growing as much as so-and-so is growing and I'm not getting booked like so-and-so, what I have to say isn't as important. And that's totally not the case, but that's a hundred percent where my brain goes and that's what it feels like. And when I let those feelings take over, that's what makes me just say, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna quit. Cause why, you know, why bother? And so, um, 
and, and it just on, on so many levels, it, it gets so hard because, because yeah, I mean, how, how could you not feel that way at first? Right. When yeah. you're seeing, when you're seeing other people grow and it, it, the, the first question is like, the first feeling I get is that I'm not good enough. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, what I'm doing isn't good enough. And, and that's, and that goes so much deeper than this conversation. Right. But that's, that's what triggers that. And that's what spirals me into so much negative thinking and just feeling like I can't, I can't go on. And that is the paralyzing power of the comparison game. And it's, and it's so different also when you are doing it for a business or doing it for your passion or doing it for something that you're really investing your time in online. It's different than the comparison on a personal level when you're just comparing your life to other people's because I personally feel like I don't have, it wouldn't be a smart move for me to unfollow the other accounts. Like, right. From like a business perspective, it right. wouldn't be a smart move for me to be like, oh, these other like popular like, podcaster <laughs> accounts are hurting my feelings. So I'm just going right. to ignore what they're doing. Because we've got a network. Yeah, we've like, got I'm, a network. Right. Yeah, like, right. It's, it's a whole different level. And at this point in the podcast I would love to say okay so here's how we could like combat those feelings but I got nothing like, well I I, I do have say. something I do yes. have something I was hoping you would I feel <laughs> like this is me. when that idea of instead of being threatened by them be inspired by them really comes into play those people that are seemingly more successful than you and that are doing what you want to do see what they're doing and learn from them. I had an experience and I don't really want to name names, but you can figure it out if you follow my account very much. But there is one person who is doing everything I want to do and they're doing it so much bigger and better than me. And it almost turns into like this love hate thing of like, I love her. I love everything she does because it's exactly what I want to be doing, but I can't seem to pull it off. And so it often would take me to that place. And instead I said, you know what? I'm going to fork over some cash and learn from learn from her. Like she's, you know, and, and when it switches to that, when you can kind of swallow your pride enough to say, they clearly are doing something I'm not doing, or they know something I'm not doing. Let's learn from them. Like if they have what you want and they're successful at it, instead of being so threatened, be inspired and ask questions and, and try to learn, try to learn from them. The other thing that's really helped me to understand that your bubble online is your bubble online. There are these people that I compare myself to that I am certain the entire world is following and listening to and obsessed with because I am. And they're the people that I feel like are doing everything bigger and better than me. And so then in conversation, I'll talk to a friend and I'm like, Oh, you know, so-and-so. And she's like, who? And I'm like, you don't follow so-and-so. And they're no. And it really like the world is so big and the internet is so big and they're it sounds so cheesy, but there really is room for everyone. Mm -hmm. And so when you kind of understand that like your feed is kind of your bubble and that's where you spend your time, you understand, like you think that the whole world is watching the way that you're watching, but really they're not, you know, there's plenty of, there's plenty of people and, and there's plenty of space. And I, I hate when people say that numbers don't matter online because they do like flat out. If you're trying to build a business, if you're trying to build a platform, they do. And so yes, numbers don't matter for my worth. I don't think that my personal worth is attached to my numbers, but my business success a hundred percent is. And that's why when I lose followers, it makes me feel bad because it feels like I'm failing. It doesn't make me feel like I'm less of a person, but when you see other people's numbers just tripling and quadrupling going up and up and up and I lose 50 in a week because I don't even, you know, I don't know why. 
it, it, numbers do matter. And most of the people saying that numbers don't matter are the people so successful that numbers no longer matter for them. Um, but for us numbers matter. And so I don't think the trick is to stop paying attention to numbers because numbers do mean something. Mm -hmm. I think it's very important to detach your worth from your numbers and from your, your growth, like your personal worth. And so you can compare success levels, but you don't compare anything personal. Like you're not less of a person because your podcast isn't growing as much as the other podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, but but kind of like giving myself, cause I always was so insecure about just admitting that I wanted my platform platform to grow. Like I always was like, Oh, I don't really care. But secretly I cared. Like I wanted it to grow and not because I want to be popular, but because like we talked about, I am passionate about what I'm talking about. And I feel like the bigger the audience, the better, because I want this message to get out there. And so giving myself just that a little bit of allowance and space to say like, actually I do care. I do care about these numbers. And just kind of being more upfront about that kind of helped me tackle, tackle some of the stuff that was in my head about like, Oh, it doesn't really matter. Cause I thought the solution to this professional comparison was not caring and, and telling myself like, it's okay. You don't really care, but that didn't really help. And so I kind of tried the other thing of like, I do care and I'm going to keep fighting. And that's when you can engage and learn from those people and study and grow and, and attack it instead and give yourself permission to feel something there, (laughs) like give yourself permission to view it as something that's important to you and go after it and, and fight for it instead of combating it with like, I don't care. It's okay. It's fine because it's not fine. It's not making you feel fine. So, so you've got to kind of go the other direction. So I don't know. I was probably all over the place, but those are a few mentalities that have kind of helped me deal with this. And then just understanding like some what you're doing isn't exactly what, you know, we just said that there is always someone doing something, what you're doing, but it's never exactly what you're doing. And I fall in the trap of comparing myself to like a product-based company and I don't have a product (laughs) and a product-based company is obviously going to grow a lot faster. You know, I have kind of like a different niche. So, you know, it's just, but I don't care. I'll just compare my, well, they got their account the same day I did. Now they're up to, you know, a million followers and I'm over here. So it's just, it's just such a headspace and it's, you know, keeping yourself in check. But I do like that you brought up, it is a unique struggle because you can't unfollow these accounts. You've got to like almost do the opposite, like comment more and interact more. And it's hard. It's, it can be really challenging. And I, I think that's one reason that I've started the, the thing I do on Fridays on my Instagram account is I know a lot of the shout outs and collaborations now are planned like so-and-so will shout out so-and-so and and it's, you know, which is fine. I think that's a great way to grow, but I miss the authenticity of just saying what inspires us online Mm -hmm. and no one's telling me to shout them out. And I just, not that I have very much power online, but, but just being willing to, I don't care if someone has five followers or 50,000 followers, if they inspired me, then like, let's share that and let's share that goodness. And and not getting so caught up in the, the growth and the numbers game that you're afraid to like be authentic and and admit what inspired you that week. Not just based on, I, I think when you're a smaller account trying to grow, it can, not account, but smaller business, you, you kind of live in the mentality of like, what can so-and-so do for me? Like, yeah. I need to get the attention of these bigger people. I need shout outs from these bigger people. And, and honestly, when I've just put my focus on, investing the people that are investing in me and, and working on working on that and focusing on that 
things have gotten better. So I I agree with all that. Thank you so much. And I feel like I'm having like an epiphany, an epiphany like as you're talking to me. <laughs> well, like, I mean, I tell myself this all the time in other like arenas of my life and and like in other things I do. And like and I work in social media. Like I help people like build social media accounts like for their businesses. So like mm-hmm. I, I deal with this stuff like a lot, but I don't know, like, success is, like, not, like, a finite number. Like, there's enough room at the table, like, for everybody. There's no limit on Instagram to how many people you're allowed to follow. I can't Mm -hmm. tell you how many fashion accounts I follow and how many, like, inspirational accounts I follow and stuff. Like, there's enough room for everyone. And just, I don't know, maybe, like, the epiphany that I've had as you were talking is, like, maybe I just need to switch the, like, junky yucky comparison feeling that I have with like some joy maybe like Mm -hmm. because I mean deep down when I compare myself to these other accounts yes numbers have a lot to do with it but their content also has a lot to do with it Mm -hmm. so maybe I should just maybe dive into why I enjoy their content and instead of and of course again like jealousy is a real thing and it's right not, it's not a horrible that like being jealous of somebody else does not make you a horrible person or doesn't right make, like what you're doing less important than them but i don't know maybe i just need to focus and maybe other people that are having the same problems like maybe we could all just try this together right just find well and i also think that we right are jealous of. join the content join the people and and i i feel like also you can put your own label of success on it. You know, today I had the thought I I've had, actually, it's funny we're having this conversation because I had a day where I was like, I quit. Like, I'm just, I'm not doing any good. I'm not growing. I'm going backwards. Like I just, I quit. And then I got a gift in the mail from someone who follows me online. I've never met her in my life. And she reached out to me to let her know that my content has changed her life. And I don't say this to like, Oh, I'm so great. But it was like, what is success to me? Like there is this person out there who I helped. And so isn't all of this worth it? If my goal is, is to help people. Right. And so I did that for at least one person here. So like, what do I need? Do I, when would it be enough? You know, there will always be that comparison game. And I promise you when you're at a hundred thousand followers or a million downloads of your podcast, there will be someone who has a million and one and you can compare yourself at that level. I don't think the comparison game goes away with success. And so I think learning to handle it on any level, no matter where you're at, the sooner, the better, like the sooner you get this worked out because, and I'm not speaking to you, us. I, <laughs> the I'm sooner you get your like, problems you know worked I out. Needed this. <laughs> <laughs> I was speaking to myself because I literally spent the whole day, like I'm going to delete my account and crawl into a hole because I'm failing. But I, it kind of hit me today of when will it be enough? Right. I, I really believe it's true that I could have 50 speaking gigs scheduled, but the person who has 51, I'll feel less than like, you know, I'll feel like, Oh, well, they're more successful and they're better at this than me. And so it's that level will just keep getting higher and higher, but it's still just going to be the comparison game. And so just learning, learning to handle it and, and having enough confidence in your purpose, um, I think is really important when you when you know your vision and your passion clearly and you're attacking it the way you want to um it kind of helps you keep your your eyes on your own on your own game and not worry about everyone else around you yeah and I think if we just keep remembering 
why we're doing what we're doing. And again, of course, it's important to focus on numbers and stuff like that's a big part of it. But if you, or at least for me, I think maybe if I had to start remembering why I do the podcast, why I do mm-hmm. interviews online, like, I don't know. I feel like that will make all the difference. But right, Julie, I just want to thank you so much for doing this. Thanks for I, having me. It was fun. I appreciate everything that you said so much. I hope that everyone listening did too. Just one more time, I want to give you a second to tell everyone where to find you online. And then we could wrap things up. Okay, you can find me on Instagram at the Julie Taylor. And through that landing space, you can find my YouTube channel and other things. And guys, I just want to emphasize Julie's account. Talk about like curating a feed that you that's like a good healthy place for you online. Julie's account is one of my top five favorite accounts on Instagram. It is such a breath of fresh air for me online. It's like a, and I hope that this doesn't make you uncomfortable, like, while listening to this. Whenever people, like, give me any kind of compliments, I, like, cower in fear. No, I feel good. Keep talking. Just keep talking. (laughs) Like, it, what you're doing online is so important. I honestly think it's so different. Maybe it's because I don't follow many like you. But, like, I think it's so good. It's so important. And it really makes you think in a world of perfectly curated images, sponsored posts, not saying that those are bad. I follow those accounts for a reason. I do enjoy them on some level. Right. In a world of surface level stuff, which is fine and has its place, it is such a breath of fresh air. I'm getting emotional. Oh, my goodness. I can't (laughs) It's such a breath of fresh air. And it's such a relief to me to have a moment throughout my day to think inwardly, improve myself, and I really get that from Julie's feed. I can't believe I'm thank you so thank so you so much. But it's you've made honestly, my day. I can't I can't recommend it enough. Everyone, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the I Just Wanna Chat podcast. If you would like to share this with people online, we just made a new Instagram account. Follow I Just Wanna Chat podcast on Instagram. I'm sharing like memes and stuff on there too. So even if I don't know. It's a funny place to be online now. I'm, I'm trying to make it cool. Um, follow the I Just Want to Chat podcast on Instagram. And also, if you could give us a rating and a review on iTunes, that really helps out the podcast. Every time you do, it helps jump up the iTunes charts. Every time someone searches pop culture or lifestyle, it will recommend it to them if you rate and review. So it would help so much. And again, Julie, thank you so much for listening. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Julie, thank you so much for talking. Thanks for listening to me. That's what I meant. (laughs) Thanks for listening to me. And everybody, thank you so much for listening. Have a good day.